Hello and welcome to God is a Dad podcast, the show where three couples get together and talk about how God parents us so that we can learn how to parent our kids a little bit better. Today on the show, we're getting seasonal, talking about Halloween and whether or not as Christians, it's a good idea that we participate in this holiday. Once again, I want to reiterate what we've said before. You are the best person to make these kinds of decisions for your family. So even if you disagree with our take for our family, we don't think that you're wrong. We don't necessarily think that we're right. And we certainly don't think that every family should look like ours. The reason we're having these conversations is because sometimes we think it helps people think through their own family decisions when they get to listen to other people talk about how they do stuff like Halloween. So hope you enjoy and hope you get something out of it. So, you know, it's almost Halloween. And so I just want to talk about kind of how you guys feel about it. How you think, really how you think God thinks about it. The primary objection to Halloween that I have heard is that how can we, as people of the light, join in a celebration of darkness? You know, I, I, it's like the devil's Christmas or whatever, I think is how some people perceive Halloween, <laughs> right? Uh, so the, the first question, I guess, is just like, how do you think God feels about celebrating holidays that are not explicitly Christian or explicitly godly or explicitly holy or, or spiritual in nature? Yeah, I I had difficulty even I don't know trying to trying to comprehend like the that side of the argument or that there would there would be plenty of people Christians and non-Christians alike who would throw back like well is Christmas even or like Easter even like a Christian quote unquote holiday anymore just for the fact uh, of like the the majority of people that that celebrate it the the reason why those holidays get get so elevated is not even necessarily because of like the Christian element of the holiday anymore. You know, it's because of like gifts or like consumerism or whatever. And so there's an argument to be made that all holidays are like pretty much equal in terms of their quote unquote spir- spirituality. If that's the case, then then my question would be like, how do you think God views them, and how does He want us to engage with them? Like, if sure. you're if you're going to equate Halloween with Thanksgiving and a, the Easter Bunny and St. Right. Patrick's Day or something, like how like what what's God's perspective or attitude towards those things? I just think He's like, hey, the, this is fun. I just feel like He values those type of events overall, not necessarily mm-hmm. like based on why we do them, but yeah. I think He. He's like, yeah, it's just a fun thing for you guys to do and to partake in. And so obviously mm. the motivations and the whys are important. And that, that's probably where God's like, yeah, you've skewed it pretty badly. <laughs> I second all of <laughs> all of the big ones. <laughs> so what, what would you say to someone who is like, I don't want to celebrate it because that makes me feel like I'm supporting something that is ungodly? In order to prepare for this, I I listened to and read people taking the opposite view that I figured we would all have. I figured we would all come in and be like, okay, it's not a big deal to us. And I think for the most, for most Christians, it's not a big deal, but, but there is a subset that it is that they do really feel like if I take my kids out, you know, let them dress up, do the trick or treating thing, go to a Halloween party at school, pass out candy, whatever I am sort of standing, I'm sort of aligning myself with the values of this holiday and condoning them in culture. And those Christians would say, we're supposed to be a light, and the way for us to be a light is to stand in opposition to it and to declare that 
this is not this is not something worthy of celebrating, and therefore we will we will take a stance against Halloween. What would you, what would your response be to that? I would tell them to go trick or treating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just <laughs> it, it is so much fun. We we went trick or treating last year, and the Elliot was I mean he was a year and a half at that point, and so like he's not even getting the full the fullness of Halloween. But it was like such a fun like little half hour that we did mm-hmm. it, was, it was great i mean just do it do it and then like tell me if you had a bad time or not yep. yeah but that's like telling somebody to smoke weed you know <laughs> like if it's contrary to their like right yeah, yeah like right. just, yeah, just yeah, have yeah. a couple right. drinks and then tell me tell me whether or not that experience is yeah if your conscience is torturing you then it will be a bad experience right, right? i mean if you feel like everything right. you see is evil in nature then you're going to walk around and you're going to see a kid dressed up like whatever and you're going to think this is this is bad this is wrong this is anti-god and that i think you won't have fun you will feel like this is like an unholy dirty corrupting kind of experience that i'm putting through my kids you'll be nervous you'll be sure. worried about it you won't like it. i i really think that's how people that take well, this perspective would feel that yeah. way at that, at that point i i wouldn't want to make this argument because I, yeah i just but i would say then what what are you doing with the rest of your life you know, like it, it, you're you're just walking down the street, you know, in everyday life, and you can think that way. You know, there's enough bad things going on in the world where you're not actually representing Jesus, and you're not quote unquote aligning yourself with you know the the power and the light of the gospel, and all these horrible bad things are happening around you, and you're seemingly okay with that. I would give the same advice to somebody because like maybe the shirt you have on is from Walmart. That shirt was made in a sweat fact. Kind of like Jake was saying, there's all these different standards that we can hold ourselves to. I don't see trick or treating as like crossing the line or celebrating Halloween as crossing the line because ultimately I don't think you're aligning yourself with anything detrimental mm-hmm. at all. My question really is like, do you have a problem with someone taking that perspective? Do you think that's like a bad perspective or there's, issues with it or there's negative consequences i think my concern is that like i think it's maybe more of a fear-based mindset than it is like a freedom based one it almost to me like though the whole like bringing the light or using it as like a, a metaphorical cross or lamp to bear the whole like blessed are those who are persecuted for my sake i think people take that verse you know like if they were to be made fun of for not celebrating halloween Mm-hmm. Um. Mm. Yeah, they would feel like that's the persecution that yeah. comes with being a Christian. And you're <laughs> yeah. saying God's not asking you to do that, so don't count that as persecution. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and I, I think that you do miss out on the spirit of celebration. You miss out on a lot of good community. Like it's a big community event. There's not many hol- holidays that are just made expressly for kids. Yeah, true. I, was, I was thinking about if I was concerned about like, yeah, the historical emergence or like, and then can, can I give of, you a little history lesson, Dan? Yeah, I, I, I went to history.com. This is amateur internet research as I was preparing for this episode. Yeah, that's what I went to. <laughs> nice. Well, so here's the deal is I'm glad Jake brought up, you know, other holidays because right. the, the irony. Basically, yeah, basically what happened with Halloween is extremely similar to what happened with another popular holiday that we all are totally okay with celebrating. So it originated in with like Celtic people, Celtic Druids. Basically, yeah, it was this celebration of the dead and the spirits or whatever, and they would put on costumes to kind of, I mean, it depends on what you read, I guess, but people said it either scare off or kind of imitate, I guess, demons and spirits. So they were either trying to get rid of them or 
being happy about them. Either way, you know, whatever, <laughs> some kind of spirit thing involved, right? And so clearly, you know, not a good pursuit, not a good thing to celebrate. And so the church comes in, they kind of conquer the land, and they're trying to basically adapt the culture to the Christian religion. So then they decide that November 1st, I think, is All Saints Day, which then eventually, like or in that language or whatever, was called All Hollow Moss. And then it got called All Hollow's Eve, and then it now is called Halloween. So basically, you know, the church came in, took something that was pagan and bad, in, in a sense, t- tried to redeem it or tried to wash it over with a religious holiday, which Halloween, as the church said, it was basically to celebrate the dead or to celebrate like the past saints in the faith. Then it got pa- traveled down for thousands of years. And now it's Halloween as we know it. They did the exact same thing with Christmas. So like Christmas was the birth of Jesus wasn't, wasn't celebrated apparently for the first like 400 years of Christianity. But then around 400 years, they decided they wanted to start celebrating it. And basically people hypothesized that they invented Christmas in a sense in order to sort of redeem a holiday called Saturnalia, which was the wor- the worship of the God of Saturn, agri- God of agriculture or whatever. And it was around December in the winter. They wanted to keep like the celebration, which we knew they knew was important to the culture, but they just replaced it with the birth of Jesus. And they kept a lot of the same traditions. And that's why a lot of the stuff we do for Christmas is actually rooted in, you know, the pagan traditions. Like I think Christmas trees, right, are, are a pagan right. thing that we sort of took as we replaced the, ho- the meaning of the holiday with something else. The whole idea is that both of these holidays started out with pagan hedonistic traditions and were sort of covered over by the church thousands of years ago to keep the celebration aspect intact in the culture, but replace the meaning of it. You could think of Halloween as a celebration of, you know, the saints that have passed on and people of the faith that have done great things and a celebration of that. Of course, we don't celebrate that, like Jake was saying, much like in Christmas, a lot of people don't celebrate the birth of Jesus, but you could. And so in my in my feeling of that, like when I read that, I was like, yeah, I mean, Halloween is no more inherently evil of a celebration, I guess you could say, than... Right. Christmas in terms of if you're going to go down, go down to the historical roots, if that's like your foundation for being anti-Halloween, it's basically the exact same thing. It's like a one-to-one comparison. My, my only question with that is like, not to say that history is not important and doesn't have like a bearing on our events today, but also just look at the, the present context of, of what Halloween is for the majority of right. the parents and kids. A lot of it to me seems pretty banal or harmless mm-hmm. or, imagination to be a princess or every day is halloween yeah. with a with a three-year-old mm-hmm. yeah i feel so, like what you're getting at is that it's all just a choice of perspective of how you how you choose to see things yeah. because some people would look at the practices of halloween and see you know kids going to get candy from their neighbors and they what they see is people like child predators grooming children to engage with strangers like accept candy from them and have that be a positive experience. Whereas I would look at that and I would see it as, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. There are some people who think that They're, like genuinely, mm-hmm. they, they really do. They think that's a part of the tradition and that really scares them. And I would, I, I personally would look at it and I would say, say Halloween is one of the holidays that, I mean, almost every other holiday is all about family, right? We, we generally spend it with our family. It's about engaging with our, our nuclear family or our extended family. But Halloween is one where we actually engage in something with, with the community, with the wider groups of people in our neighborhoods and in our schools and all that kind of stuff. I think it's really cool that you would, you would think as a community, you would say we value kids enough that we're all going to go out and pay way too much for candy to just give kids something that they like, create a night where they get to do something that is incredibly childish, incredibly Mm -hmm. fun for children. Like kids get to do something that they love to do 
and it get it nets them perhaps the greatest physical item that they can receive. <laughs> like for me, that's just that's that looks to me like a community saying we value children and we value the childhood experience and we want to contribute together towards like making a cool experience for children, which is entirely, I think, a choice of perspective. What what did your parents do? Like, how did they frame Halloween for you guys? I don't know if they did. I mean, yeah, we just did it. Got candy. My mom said, I get some of your chocolate. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't framed at all. I do remember that my parents said to me, some people don't like Halloween. That's pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Yep. I really enjoyed listening to and reading the stuff that I did because I think I can appreciate. I mean, I, I'm always trying to appreciate different people's perspectives. Right. And this is one that's so foreign to me and, and seems kind of surprise surprising to me that someone would take this perspective. But I appreciated it because I could tell everybody that felt this way you don't stumble into an anti-Halloween viewpoint, right? It's, it's very well thought out. Like it's very intense. It's very well intentioned and it's done with a really sincere heart that says, I really want to please God. And I really think this is how I do it. Um, but a lot of the stuff I read, it just came down to this fundamental perspective of like, how do you think God treats the world? Like when God's looking at the world, what does he want to do with stuff in the world that isn't of him? Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's two categories and it's, one is rebuke. Does God want to rebuke everything in the world that is not of him? And obviously there's there's biblical precedent and there's biblical examples of, of God doing that. And the other perspective would be, or does God want to redeem everything in the world that's not of him? Right? Like rebuke or redeem, those two contrasting things. And, you know, when I look at the narrative of the world and humanity, I guess I just see the, re- the redeeming side of things way more overemphasized and like way more a part of God's overall plan for the earth and his way, his goal, right? His goal is basically to redeem as much as he can, as he possibly can of, of the world and bring it back to him. And so like anybody who rebukes Halloween is basically choosing an isolationist kind of attitude, right? Like I'm going to isolate myself from the world because I think that's the way, that's what God kind of wants to do. That's what God wants me to do. And that's, that's how he's going to win over the world kind of is by rebuking things, by isolating myself from the world and that's what is effective. And I guess I just totally don't see it that way at all. I just totally feel like when I am taking the perspective, I'm trying to redeem things. It's, it's more about like, I want to bring people into the goodness of God, right? Like wherever they are (laughs) kind of like, I want to enter the situation they're in and bring the goodness of God to that thing rather than find the goodness outside of where they already are. (laughs) I mean, the example of Jesus to me just totally seems like he drops goodness, holiness, you know, perfection into our, into the midst of a situation. And then he's there with them, you know, and he does his work of redeeming in that situation. And so that's sort of like the macro view of how I view Halloween and and a lot of things in life is just, I guess I want to be in the situation. I want to be in the mix, redeeming it as best I can. You know, there are certain things in life that are worth rebuking, right? Like (laughs) there absolutely are. There is, there is a line that you could cross where you'd say like, I no, I actually need to take a stand on that. And it it is just a spectrum, right? Like if I walked into a party and they were sacrificing like cats over like a pentagram and like chanting to Satan, I'd be like, whoa, I'm out of here. Like, this is not for me. This is not what, (laughs) you know, but like I do have a line where the rebuking comes into play. But for me, I guess I just want to be really careful of drawing that line. I'm always going to overreach to try to redeem. You're telling me there's a difference between cat sacrifices and children getting candy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a there might be a wide a wide gap between those two. Yeah, sure, sure. (laughs) I was playing uh, Dungeons of Dremdor, and you one of the tools you have is like I think you can acquire different 
pentagrams or like different drawings on the mm. ground and they kind of like use you to teleport you around and i remember feeling like complicit mm, in interesting yeah the like lore or i don't yeah like the act of, yeah like, and i i stopped playing it mm-hmm, uh, sure. because i'm wondering yeah, like man. if that's if you guys think that that's like overly conservative the, the game looks like uh kind of like a mario maybe like a little bit more pretty yeah. mario but the game's like not you know just looks like a circle with two triangles in it in the game mm-hmm. essentially and the game's all about like beating demons and you know whatever but you mm-hmm. you acquire these things throughout the the process have you guys ever have been a part of like something that you felt like complicit with or has any like media or because mm, like when i question. read or yeah. something right i I don't really feel like I'm I'm partaking in it, but like in the game, I was using it as for my benefit. I think I have sort of a hard time in any game that gives you free choice. That's like a decision game playing in such a way that I wouldn't in real life, I guess, like taking mm. like the bad guy, like the cruelty, the selfish, whatever in the in those sort of decision, like, you know, yes, no kind yeah. of type of games. Yeah, I think there was a time where I I did one time, like I made a decision that I knew was bad or wrong or whatever and i like felt bad <laughs> afterwards <laughs> i was like oh i shouldn't have done that that wasn't yeah that wasn't good but i mean i don't stop playing because i just choose i try to choose the good the good thing you know and, and like the what's the the kotor game the nice the star wars nice little republic game. Yeah. if i would murder people to try to go down the dark side path i would feel like i don't think i should be doing this <laughs> <laughs> i, I feel like i i try to avoid pieces of media that that i just assume going into it that I'm not going to fully enjoy like horror movies. Yeah, there there are certain elements in that where I know going into it like I'm just not going to enjoy it, not because of like the, right. the structure of it, but because of the content. I really don't want to see a person get murdered right now or tortured. Yeah. <laughs> you right, know, right. And, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of like horror movies that's what's happening, mm-hmm. you know. Watching people get tortured. Certain people I made have it one minute type of sensitivities. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yep. So people have different types of sensitivities. Yep. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, putting it into that context, I could be persuaded now why people don't like Halloween. I, I understand that perspective more now, now that you put it into that context, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really, I'm glad you did that. I mean, and that's, yeah. that's the thing that as I read about this, I came out thinking, I totally respect that if someone doesn't feel like Halloween's a good idea for them and their family and their kids, like that's a great choice. Yeah, what I sure. don't respect and what I don't love when people do is when they're like, Halloween's wrong and no one should celebrate Halloween because Halloween's a bad thing. And that to me seems like for someone that's thought of that much about the holiday enough not to celebrate it. That's, I think what the conclusion they often arrive at is that like, I'm right. And I know that it's wrong and you're all making a huge mistake for you to think it's right. So I guess, yeah, I think it's important that we make it clear that we don't think it's right to celebrate Halloween or wrong to celebrate Halloween, but it's just different for each family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Jesus, I care about the heart. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so my, my other question was, whatever you want to do with the whole origins of Halloween and the demonic aspect of it or whatever, but like whether or not you disagree with that, there there is the reality that there is like a spirit of, or there is a culture, I guess you, I should say, of fear around Halloween. Right. It is like a, a holiday sort of a fear, at least if you celebrate it in a certain way and in, in a pretty common way, like the common themes of Halloween are spooky things, right? Creepy things, scary things. If it is a kid's Halloween, those sort of 
you know, are a little bit at odds, I guess you could say, because in general, in general, we don't typically think of scary things going well, working well with children uh, <laughs> or being children's type of things. So do you feel any reservations about your children experiencing something that's genuinely like scary to them on Halloween? Because that is a real possibility, I think, when you're trick-or-treating, going around seeing scary costumes, you know, like people with the, with the scary houses or, you know, doing the decorations or whatever. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about that? that element of Halloween in your kids. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> last year we went over to, um, there was like this Halloween party. There's like a, a meeting place for our church. <laughs> and so like a lot of people went and we would like <laughs> roam around with like this group of 20 kids and like a couple parents and, you know, they'd go up to houses and yeah. Right. Trick or treat or whatever. And, we've got this group of like 20 kids and there's like this house a block away Mm -hmm. and you can hear like screams coming (laughs) from it. I don't know. The guy's speakers were like, were were super loud. And so we got closer as we got closer and closer to it. We kind of started talking about, should we? we? And we're like, yeah, we'll see what it is. (laughs) I think so like, and all, all the kids, they're like, all the kids are like, I'm, I'm not scared. I, I can do this. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Uh, sure, sure. And I think, so we had about 10 kids and only one kid ended up taking candy. Cause like eight or nine of the other kids left screaming and crying. Oh my <laughs> gosh. What can you like, what, what, what is going on in this, on this house that is so scary? Like fires that would like shoot up from the ground mm. There was like gravestones with like bloody hands coming out of it. There's right. screaming and kind of like moaning. And then the guy holding the candy, I can't remember what his costume was, but somehow it had like, there was like, his body was like dismembered somehow. So like, right, right. I don't know, like a stump was like attached to the candy. And then there was like, I don't know if there's like blood dripping from his stump. It was the next level of like, <laughs> Right. We left. We left there, and we're like, "That's giving some kids nightmares." <laughs> oh, jeez. Or <laughs> hindsight, I wouldn't have gone. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but I'll give a report because I'm sure we'll go to the same place. Mm. Uh, I'm sure that we'll be on the same block at least. You That's know? awesome. Yep. So I'll be able to report like what right. that guy, what it actually was like. But because you know, you know, he just like ups the ante every year. So. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. What do you think, Jake? What's your What are your thoughts about the culture of fear? I just think in everyday life, like when we're just when he's in the same house as me, he's experiencing that type of like jump scares like every day. You know, <laughs> like like he's not he's not living in a house with me and not being afraid. That that's like part of our play is me hiding and me jumping out and scaring him. Right. So. So in that regard, I I really don't I don't have like a uh, an aversion or anything like that to uh, trying to help my child avoid fear like that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. especially if it's in the context of fun and if it and if it's in the context of play, uh, I think we can do a good job of putting everything into context and just if he is genuinely afraid of something that that's harmless mm. then we can you know talk through that but he mm, is yeah, yeah. 
Uh, like, like, what parent does not love to scare their children like that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that don't, but uh, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I feel like there's a difference between. I'm, I'm not about the horror side of Halloween, sure. right? But right. I am about like the danger side of Halloween. I, mm-hmm. I, I like that it's kind of. It feels like there's some risk involved, right? In the, yeah. in the holiday, right? Like you're, you're dressing up as a superhero or whatever you like to dress up as. And you're going out there and you're like, there might be danger kind of around the corner. But, but you know, hopefully, sure. it, I guess if your kids think it's like real, if your kids are convinced that it's real, then it's probably a bad idea. But like, if your kids are like 70%, it's 70% sure it's fake, then like 30% sure it's real. I yeah. think that's kind of, that's just like fun. It's like, da- you know, there, it, danger is kind of fun, right? <laughs> and I just feel like there's something, I don't know, there's something valuable about, I guess, like, I like think my kids having the experience of like, okay, there might be something that is, dangerous and a little bit scary and we're going to try to be brave in in the face of things that we're a little bit uncomfortable with i guess i just think there's like a little bit of value to that i, I kind mm-hmm. of enjoy that yeah that pursuit and halloween because it, it does it kids it feels genuinely like it's it's kind of like when i want like i get this way if i'm like in the jungle or in the forest at night like mm. it's like a little bit scary because yeah. there's like risk involved right i feel like it's the exact same feeling and i feel like that's not a bad i don't feel like that's evil to be in that situation it feels like a like a strengthening experience in some ways right uh, to go to go through those kind of i'm in a risky situation there is danger and i'm going to be choose to be brave and come out on the other side just okay because there there's like especially with younger kids the way that they process other people's costumes there has yeah. to be like a second or like 2 seconds 3 seconds of them processing yeah. is that werewolf actually a werewolf <laughs> right you know and then like you know they they get over it pretty quick but but there's something in their mind that is like ooh, that could be real right now Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah. that that, that's a fun place to be i feel like yeah that's one of the i think that's one of the best things about being a kid is that your line of reality and fantasy is Mm -hmm. not fully developed and right it's just it's it's fun to play with that line it just is i i think there's something there's something valuable about that uh but i guess people probably have very different perspectives I also feel like it's important to me. Like I recognize that my children will be in situations like, let's say I was totally against it. And I was like, I don't want them to be that way. I would still probably recognize that unless I try to isolate them from the world in every way, that there will be situations where they will, that they will be in that will test that in them, that they will need to be brave, right? That they will be faced with something that's a little bit scary and a little bit uncomfortable. And I want my kids to handle it. Well, I want, I want them to choose to be brave and I want them to be able to recognize what's real and what's not and be able to actually like solidify that. So, I mean, like I was telling you, we were doing this shooting this zombie movie at, at school at night and there were, there were 60 kids there and they were all dressed up and we like tore their shirts and like, you know, put like this fake blood on their arms and faces or whatever. And the zombies were chasing around the survivors around school. Right. And definitely there were a couple kids that got scared and a couple kids had to leave the school sanctioned, you know, activity because, because they were just sure. too scared, you know, and, and it was like the younger kids that, you know, the, the youngest of the kids, like sixth graders, seventh graders. And that's just a bummer for them. Right. And like you might you might say, like, well, why does a school have to do a zombie make a zombie movie as like part of the sleepover? And it's like, well, they do it because 58 kids like thought it was incredible. Like they were super excited about it. they were super into that activity. You know, they thought it was right. a, a blast. And two kids were like, this is too scary for me. I'm going to go home. 
And I totally respect that they felt that way. And I don't think that's wrong at all. But I guess I just want my kids to be in the 58 and get to enjoy it and have a really good time <laughs> with their friends you know? <laughs> and yeah. be like, it's a little bit scary. I mean, you're walking around at night and you're like, yeah, I mean, it, it looks kind of scary. and looks kind of real. And so if you have practice as a kid in those situations, I think, and experience with it, then you're going to be a kid that can stick around and not be too scared and kind of separate reality from fantasy. I think that's I mean, I mean, yeah, and then if you extrapolate that to not even, like, Halloween circumstances, like, I feel like everyone has had that friend uh, in elementary yes. school that could not yes. do the overnights. <laughs> right, you know? for sure. Yeah. Every, every time you would invite that kid over, and every time the parent would be, mm. you know, talk to your parents and be like, oh, hey, well, we'll try it this time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that parent is waiting at like 7.30, 8 o'clock, just waiting for mm-hmm. the phone call. <laughs> right, right. You know, I don't yeah. know that there's just a community feeling to uh, or a, a, a community aspect to it. You want your children to be exposed to just different realities, different mm-hmm. yep. circumstances and situations that are going to be not as comfortable as mm-hmm. they're as they're used yeah, to. So exactly. Halloween is just like a fun a fun thing for them to practice that. Yeah. Totally. I thought when you said everybody knew, knew a kid in elementary school, whatever, I thought what you were going to say is the kid that was like into something that was like kind of kind of edgy or scary or like you went over to their house and they had like maybe you weren't a Goosebumps kid, but he had Goosebumps, you know, or he right. had some right. like, I don't know, wh- whatever was into Dungeons and Dragons. He was into something that kind of pushed you a little bit in terms of like mm-hmm. what you were comfortable with. Uh, may- maybe not even in a righteousness, unrighteous thing, but just like a scary, uncomfortable kind of situation. And sure. yeah, I guess I want my kids to be able to you know, I mean, if they're scared of something, it's totally fine if they're scared of it. But but to be able to be in as many situations as possible and be comfortable in those situations. And, and with that kid, the reason why he's more or he or she is more advanced and that is be because of their parents. Yeah, you know, exactly. they're, they're into that type of stuff, not because they like just have had this innate desire for weird fantasy scary stuff it's because their their parents are into mm-hmm. it too, and, yep. and they exposed it to them as something that's fun yep. you know not something that's scary and should be actually feared yeah absolutely so is there uh, is there anything you would bet your salvation on oh, this conversation <laughs> no <laughs> dude that's this was a more uh, great conversation than I thought it was going to be. So, <laughs> I, I think God does genuinely just want us to, he wants us to enjoy things. Mm, yeah. So uh, obviously he wants the heart to be right, but I don't think he's overly concerned. If the heart is right, I don't think he's overly concerned about just the exterior yeah, right. uh, cultural things that, that might become attached to something. Would you like? Would you? Would you bet that God cares more about the heart of the trick or treater than the fact that the person is trick or treating? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I I can go that way. I think that was Jesus' whole message, right? I mean, in in the the Matthew five and six passages, right? He's like mm-hmm. he's rewriting the law and saying you missed the mark the whole time. You thought it was all about the context. You thought it was all about the ceremonies. You thought it was all about the outward actions. And I'm looking at the inner over the outer every time. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I think that I think that somewhat applies to Halloween. That I like a, that. Yeah, that's, that's uh, a good help. That was fun. It was yeah. fun. All right, All right. Boys. See, ya. see ya. Have a good one. Thanks. 
That's it for us. Thanks so much for listening. Once again, as we like to say, the best way to get something out of this podcast is to discuss it with someone you actually know in real life. Whether that's a friend or a spouse, we really think that the most benefit will come by discussing these conversations so that you can develop your own thoughts and opinions about how God parents. If we're being honest, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but we don't actually know how God parents. We're basically just trying to figure it out in real time on a microphone in front of you. So if you like these conversations, please follow us on social media as well, Facebook or Instagram, so you can keep up with the conversation there. Otherwise, we'll see you again next time. If you're that kind of family, enjoy trick-or-treating. If I walked into a party and they were sacrificing cats and like chanting to Satan, I'd be like, whoa, this is not for me. That's giving some kids nightmares. (laughs) I really don't want to see a person get murdered right now. Thank you.